back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major. Dave here, not with Masher this evening, but with a good friend of the pod, Matt Hoagland, a.k.a. Pod Street Hoags. Great friend of the pod, great friend in general. Thank you for hopping on, sir. Appreciate it. Of course. It's been a minute since I've been able to even be on my own podcast for the Pod Street Boys, so... It's uh, it's a little weird for me here. I got a little, got a little crap from the boys saying, "Hey, is this your departure?" And I was like, "Nope, just helping out, you know, helping out the affiliates here." So, yeah, you know, I, I figured I saw they were talking smack, and I was like, "You know what? Maybe I should get Hoagie on the airwaves again, <laughs> so people can hear his lovely hockey opinions." So, and plus, yeah, Mastro yeah, people, is boots on the listening. ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people need it, you know. Uh, but Mastro's boots on the ground. What we thought would be witnessing Patrick Kane's debut as a New York Ranger, but as I just learned, he's playing tomorrow or Friday evening for the I Rangers. I believe he plays tomorrow night for the Rangers. Okay, so the Rangers have been back to back. He's not playing tonight, but whatever. Masters boots at the at boots on the ground at the Flyers game tonight. So good luck to the Flyers. The Rangers are a way better team, <laughs> but uh. Tonight is our NHL Traded Line kind of preview episode. We, Matt and I are going to go over um, who we think the Flyers should trade and what they might get in return, whether that's a current you know, UFA to B or if it's a player on the roster who we think, hey, just needs to get traded. Um, so we'll go over that first. And then afterwards, there has been a plethora of trades. I feel like this has been one of the most active trade deadline months in my entire time being a hockey fan like way busier than the past couple of years COVID <laughs> definitely kind of put a wrench in those things but I feel like we've been the first bombshell trade happened all the way back on February 9th so we're well almost at a month at this point into kind of this trade season madness um but with that Hoagie we'll get into things right here with the Flyers and obviously they're unrestricted free agents upcoming this offseason are forward James Van Riemsdyk, forward Patrick Brown, and defenseman Justin Braun. Um, out of those three, Hoagie, I'll let you start where you want to go. Well, I guess we can just start with JVR. Do you think he gets traded? And what do you think the return is on James Van Riemsdyk? If you asked me at the beginning of the week, I would have said 100% yes, he's, he's getting traded. We're we're at Wednesday here. We're recording Wednesday. It'll probably drop Thursday to, uh, tomorrow. I don't I'll, know. I'll have this up tonight. <laughs> okay, perfect. But in all honesty, I I just don't know if JVR is going to be off this team. I, like questionable decisions. He's playing in tonight's game against the Rangers. I the the way the market has been going, like you've said, a lot of big names are off the off the table, and it seems like these these. Beast of the East is what I, is what I'm calling the Eastern Conference right now. 
they're picking up star-studded players and they're ramping up for a hell of a Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. I I really do. I, I I would love to see him go and, and compete for a cup, but I at this point in time I don't think he's going. If he does go, I don't I don't I think he, we're probably getting a second round pick and maybe a prospect. I think I think Chuck is quote unquote using his leverage and uh, just asking way too much for him. But I guess we'll we'll find out. We got two days left. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a it's a, a UFA fourth line tonight. It's JVR, Justin Braun. Yeah, I think Patrick Brown's their center. Um, so as per the course, and I, and I tweeted this earlier, piss poor asset management by the Flyers, something we are well used to them doing. Um, I'm of the ilk of where um, I think all three of these UFAs need to get traded <laughs> or else it's a failure. It's an, it's another failure of a traded line by Chuck Fletcher. This is something he really hasn't done that great at. Um, mm-hmm. I hope JVR gets moved. If he doesn't, it's just another check mark in my list of already huge check marks of why Chuck Fletcher <laughs> needs to be fired as general manager. Yep. Um, but I agree with you, Hoagie. You know, I feel like if, if we do trade JVR and we, as if we're trading him, yep. um, <laughs> the Flyers were to trade James Van Riemsdyk, ideally, I think you're getting a mid level prospect or a second round and like third round pick back. It's either one or the other. You're either going to get a, a decent prospect or you're getting draft capital and it's not going to be a first round. If you, if you were to get a first round, it would be from a very, very good team. And you're talking picks 25 to 32. Like yep. you're not going to be talking about, and it's essentially a second round pick. Um, <laughs> but ideally I think you just get a solid second round draft choice or you get a decent level prospect. You're not going to get the world for JVR. You know, he's a 30 goal scorer who puts up more goals than he does assists, and he's okay <laughs> defensively. 30 goal scorer, quote-unquote. <laughs> I mean, well, he has. Yes, he, just, he has. Has he, has he scored 30 for the Flyers in the season? Uh, I can't remember, to be I don't, honest. I don't think. <laughs> he's been lackluster, I'll say that. But, Cap you know, only gives statistics. it does, all the way at the end. But you you brought up an interesting point with, a, <laughs> with the first rounder. I think – there aren't many first rounders to be given at least for 2023. It seems like everybody that had a first rounder to give has already given it away. And with the draft that's supposed to be so deep, I'm I'm very concerned with how many first round picks have just been tossed on the table and, and gone. So I, yeah, it, it's the other thing that's crazy too, is that like a lot of teams with the first round picks that are getting traded are conditionals and right. the conditions are absolute insane. Crazy. Yep. The, uh, who was, it was chicken, right? That just, that had that, had a couple Jacob of conditions. Chicken literally just got moved for three draft picks and there's right. a whole bunch of conditions. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> Oh my God, make it make sense. <laughs> right. I am scrolling through JVR statistics here. He scored 30 goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2013-2014. He scored 36 goals again for the Leafs in 2017-2018. He has never scored 30 goals than the flyer for the Flyers. He scored this season nine goals, last season 24, 2021-17, 2019-2020-19, 
2018-2019, his first year back for the team, he scored 27. So he got close. Um, but then we, before, before we traded him away, 11 goals, 21 goals, and then 15 goals. Yep. So he's gotten close, but he hasn't gotten for the Flyers. I, yeah. I mean, ideally, he's a third-line winger who's going to be on your first or second power play unit, and yep. he gets greasy. He's great in front of the net. Great, great hands. Great hands. Great, you know, creating that havoc in front of the goalie and making those extra quick little shots down and close. But you know, he's not put up 40 or 50 goals or anything like that. So you're, you're going to get a mid-level prospect. You're not going to get the world for him. So mm-hmm. that tells a tale of JVR. Our next unrestricted free agent is Patrick Brown. And I think this is going to be a really quick one. <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't, the way, the way it's been going, no one's really picking up those, those fourth line players they're they're just stacking up on middle middle six guys so i i if we do trade him i'd i'd suspect a fourth or fifth round pick yeah i mean he's like the teams that do get fourth line players are like the really good teams and they get really good fourth liners they get guys who on an average team would be a third line forward and they just put them on their fourth line i.e what tampa does right exactly Um, yep Every other team in the NHL has a couple Patrick Browns. He's nothing special. No. Um, I could honestly, at this point, I could see him getting traded over J- JVR just because that would be peak flyer, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, if he does get traded, hell, he could be future considerations, aka nothing, <sighs> or it could be a six round pick. I really don't think he's anything special, and you're not going to get anything noteworthy in mm-hmm. return for a Patrick Brown. Um last what? what's up? I'll tell you what, Chuck loves that that player future considerations. Oh Isaac Radcliffe, thank you for oh future considerations, gosh. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hexall. Um yeah, seriously. But last but I guess definitely yeah. least um everyone's favorite Flyers defenseman Justin Braun, old reliable, been with the organization now a couple years. He got traded away by the team at last year's trade in line to the New York Rangers, signs back with the team this summer, and here he is yet again, an unrestricted free agent making $1 million at 36 years old. Hoagie, your thoughts on Justin Braun? I, he's an easy piece to move. I, just send him somewhere that could take a se- just a seventh defenseman. He's old reliable, like you said. We like to joke in our our group chats, you know, is Nor- Norris <laughs> Norris uh, Trophy winner here. Hey, like, he's no he, Dave McCann, all right. Right. <laughs> he he play he does his job well. I mean, hey, if you need him, he, he can play right wing for you. Like playing <clears> offense <throat> tonight. Exactly. Like he is what he is. If you're trading him, you're getting a fourth or a fifth. You're not getting much out. I think what we get, we get a, we got a third last week or last year. Excuse me. It was like a low, it was like a late third rounder last yeah, year. Yeah. Like a late year. third rounder from the Rangers. I could see us doing that again. We'll give them right back to the Rangers. Then <laughs> and I mean, I don't even it. think the Rangers have the cap space or roster right. space to bring in anyone else after what they've done. Yeah. Um, but Justin Braun, I mean, he, he's a good bottom pairing extra defenseman at this point in his, in his career. He's good on the penalty kill. He'll block shots for you. He's good in the locker room. That's all he is. It's he's a fourth, fifth rounder. That's what in the draft pick. What what are you gonna get back? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a. 
Honestly, if I'm Chuck, I if anyone offered me anything for Justin Braun and it was of a value, I would take it. Even a <laughs> six it. round pick, whatever, it's fine. Cash, you know, it's I'll take it. In re- it's something <laughs> in return, you know? Yep. Um, and if it's a draft pick, you know, that helps that frees up a roster spot on the team. And, you know, you can call up some more of these young guns from the Phantoms for to get some NHL experience for sending them back down for an AHL playoff run. So, right. Um, out of all three of the UFAs, I think Justin Braun is the most likely to get traded. Mm-hmm. I but agree. I could also see none of them getting traded. Um, ideally, you wish that all three would. You know, <laughs> it, it, if Patrick yep. Brown doesn't get moved, it's not the end of the world. But you really need a JVR and a Justin Braun to get taken off this team just because they're expiring. They're not going to resign here. Justin Braun's probably going to retire, I would think. Um, I would imagine. Yep. So we'll see where that goes. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, speaking as just a fan who is not the biggest fan of Chuck Fletcher, they they need to get moved, especially JVR. You know, he's not signing here. You can't even even though he's not an elite level goal scorer anymore, he's still a serviceable NHL player Mm -hmm. and he's not coming back here next year. You need to move him for something. You can't lose this asset for nothing. Right. So that being said, Matt, <laughs> if out of those three, you think if one of them is getting moved, who's getting moved? Justin Braun. Easy. Cut and dry. I Listen, I would love for JVR to get, get chipped out, come trade your de- deadline on Friday, 3 o'clock. I just think we're asking too much. And, you know, yeah, I'd love to have the money off the books right now, but what does it matter? Yeah. Like, another 20 games or so of just seven, $7 million on the books. Who cares? It's coming off yeah. at the end of the season. It doesn't bother me anymore. We are, we are. It is what it is. It's a retool, Charlie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, my, my thoughts on the main reason, another reason why you need to move JVR is because he's an aging player holding a roster spot. Chuck Fletcher and the organization, ownership-wise, they're afraid of the R word. They're afraid of re- afraid of the word rebuild. Yeah. Um, but John Tortorella has no problem saying rebuild, but not saying rebuild. He's saying everything that points to, hey, we're doing a rebuild here. He has said so it, though. if that really is the case, you need to move JVR because then that's a roster spot for one of those young kids I just mentioned. Like maybe an Elliot DeWine who got called up recently. Uh, yep. Maybe even a, a Tyson Forrester, maybe a Bobby Brink of sorts. Yep. You know, the future of this team, you know, future, 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 nice pieces of, of the offense. You move out JVR, you call up one of those three, and there they are getting regular NHL minutes that would actually help progress their career. Yep. No, I, so. I completely agree. I, I'm i also afraid of, of bringing up these kids right now because they're paying, they're playing meaningless minutes. They're just going to get stomped on by whatever competition we have coming up in the next couple games. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather them stay down there, get the experience down there, get the meaningful minutes. And and like Chuck said, the AHL – or not Chuck, excuse me, Torts has said, the AHL is a, is a developmental league. Mm-hmm. And these kids are developing really well right now. They're meshing, they're playing, they're winning games, they're scoring goals. This is this is where they need to be right now. Bobby Brink has been on a tear since he got 
uh, since he came off of IR. Tyson Force has been having a hell of a year. He was an De- AHL All-Star this year, yes? Yeah, yep, he was. Denoyer has been tearing it up. He was Rookie of the Month for February. He mm-hmm. he's he's obviously earned that that call up to the NHL. I get, granted, he's not going to be playing a lot of a ton of minutes in the NHL, but he's 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 earned it. I lo- I love that these kids are, are tearing it up down there. I want them to keep doing that before coming up here and just getting destroyed by NHL regulars that they don't care who you are. They're they're now in a in a very meaningful playoff race where every point matters, especially mm-hmm. teams in the East, because it's so tight. So if JVR has to take up a roster, roster spot for 25 more games, so be it. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Or all, or if he doesn't get traded all of a sudden, oh, no, he's hurt. Right. And to LTIR, you go, JVR. And I think um, that's I think that's part of the reason why he's playing tonight, because he was out the other night for injury concerns. So they're kind of showcasing him for a potential trade just to say, hey, he is good to go. You're fine if you want him, but we'll see what happens. I mean, if he gets hurt tonight, though, it's just like, what, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> I know. I know. But um, moving on from the UFA, so, Hoagie, is there anyone – you know, there's been lots of talk on Flyers Twitter, which everyone just loves to be a part of, um, <laughs> of people who people – People on Twitter want the team to move on from. I myself have tweeted today, trade Kevin Hayes, trade Ivan Provorov, trade Tony D'Angelo. I like all three of those players. And, you know, Provorov, yes, did his actions earlier this year diminish his opinion of him personally with me a little bit? Yes, he did. But at the end of the day, he's still a good hockey player. Right. And I think he makes the team better, but... We're not going to be anywhere good when he's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. So maybe a move a piece like him. But we've been told, and I have heard from you, that you know other sources are rumoring people are calling on him. There's a lot of there's a lot of traffic. Chuck Fletcher apparently is asking the world for him. So he's probably not getting moved at least at this current moment. I feel as though if an Ivan Provorov trade were to happen, that's a draft target. Like that's going to happen at the draft. Or when free agency starts. Yep. Kevin Hayes' name has been tossed around. Um, I even saw some people throwing around trading Scott Lawn, but you can't do that to the future captain of the team. You, you can't do that there. <laughs> um, but besides, you know, a Provorov or a Kevin Hayes, is there anyone currently on this team that is on the books for next year and after? who you could see maybe perhaps getting moved if the price was right either at the deadline tomorrow or the deadline Friday or at the draft. You know, I really don't see any any of our guys getting moved that have term come trade deadline. It's just not it's not a trade deadline type of move to be made. We're seeing it right now, which is very surprising. Chikrin, like we said, going to Ottawa. He's got two more, two more years on his deal, and his no no move trade clause, something whatever kicks in. Ten ten teams, I think, come the off season. It it's very surprising to see some players with term and and cap getting moved right now. Um, usually, you know, trade deadlines are your UFA, your expiring UFAs that are getting moved. I just don't the. the the way the Flyers are structured in contracts right now, I don't see them 
moving a Hayes, a Provorov, a D'Angelo, pretty much anybody. I, I, I with with Ghost getting picked up by Carolina, that yep. was that was the nail in the coffin for uh, D'Angelo because I think he has at one point wanted to, wanted to move and and go back to, to old faithful with uh, Brenda Moore, but I think. I, I don't know. I just don't see any of these guys uh, going anywhere. Scott Lawton, if you were able to trade him, it would kill me personally. But listen, you could probably get a hell of a deal for him. He's, he's only, he's only he, making $3 million right for the next... I think it's like two or three years. Or three more years. So that's a very easy, easy contract to move. And he's a hell con- of a... Right. He's easy contract. Hell of a player. Plays up and down. He... He's a Swiss Army knife for the Flyers right now. I, I think, I think Tortorella appreciates and values Scott Lawton more than anybody on this roster right now. I mean, he's the only one wearing a letter this year. Exactly. So. I think it's just a matter of time where we'll see him wear that captain uh, C on on his sweater. It won't be this year. I think it'll be next season. He'll be named the next captain of the Flyers. So. But in terms of, of trading guys, I don't see anybody moving ex- except for UFAs. I just think a lot of the a lot of the teams that were looking for players like a Hayes, a Provorava, TDA have made their moves mm-hmm. to solidify. I saw, you know, Hayes and Colorado were kind of were in uh, in talks a little bit, and then uh, who they pick up from uh, Lars Washington? Eller. Yeah, Lars Eller. They picked him up. I was like, oh, there's that nail. I just Provorava was kind of there. I was like, all right, that. Trick Chikrin, the uh the dude from Detroit. Like I the, these teams are like <laughs> I'd rather take this guy right now, which I get. I I, I know that in regards to Provi, I know the Kings are looking. Apparently the Kings have been very interested in Provorov. Yeah. Um but I still think that that again trading Provorov, like I said, makes more sense at the deadline. And your point's absolutely correct, Hoagie. All the teams that we thought would trade for an Ivan Provorov at the deadline, a Tony D'Angelo at the deadline, or a Kevin Hayes at the deadline. They've already kind of filled those holes in their lineup. Maybe Carolina hasn't. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. With Kevin Hayes. But you know, he's got seven well, years. He's he's no, not seven years. He's got four. Three, three more three seasons left. left. Three yep. yeah, three more seasons left. At, well, like seven point one million. Yep. So if they if you're a team up against the cap, you're gonna have to play cap gymnastics with retaining salary. And I just think the Flyers they're at a point with what they need to do going forward. If you're trading players you're full on training them you're not retaining salary back you know you you are getting this person off of our books yep well, so and with these types of players i think you're you're moving these these contracts and taking an equal or lesser contract to to fill a hole as well i yeah. i would love to see Provorov go for somebody that that can fill up our top 6 in offense that's that's where i'm at I mean, even at this point, the, the draft this year is so deep. If you can move Provorov at the deadline, and if you can get a decent like draft pick in the first round and, and a good prospect, mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic for that. But only time will tell there. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the rest of the roster, I don't really see anyone else getting moved. I know a lot of people want to trade Travis Sanheim. Um, he's not had the best of years. I just think that his play has been so kind of mediocre and bland this season, just like the Flyers, teams aren't calling on him. 
Right. The reason why they're calling it Ivan Provorov is because Provorov has that name, that pedigree. Like he, yeah. Sanheim was never as good as Provorov getting touted when they were getting drafted. You know, Provorov was mentioned. You know, him and Jake Jake Chikrin got drafted the same year. I remember that draft year. People were arguing whether if it was Chikrin or Provorov as the best defenseman in the draft. Right. Neither have really lived up to their expectations just yet. But Jacob Chikrin going to Ottawa, you never know. Ivan Provorov. Clearly not the guy here in Philly. Maybe <laughs> change of scenery. Who knows? But yeah. I don't really see anyone else in this roster getting moved right now. I, Me personally, I'm over Felix Sandstrom. He's not an NHL-level goaltender. But at this point, I want the Flyers to, to lose as many games as they can going into the draft to the end of the year so they have a better position in the draft lottery because kind yeah. of a dart or, or bust. Um by all means, there keep Sandstrom now because you know what he doesn't get you wins. Right. So what Sam Harrison does? Sam Harrison gets you wins. He's a hell so, of a goaltender. Sam Harrison, you stay with the Phantoms. You have yourself a run in the American Hockey League, my man's. You do you there. <laughs> I will see you next year backing up Carter Hart. But for this year, you stay with the Phantoms. You're just fine. Felix Sandstrom, keep on sucking because that's what we need. Are Are we still rocking the the three goaltenders right now? <laughs> All, no, I believe Erson got sent down. I swear Erson was maybe maybe not. Maybe I saw Sandstrom. I don't know. According to Cat Friendly, he is not on the Flyers um roster at the present moment. Okay. Um he was sent it. down. He was sent down to the Phantoms on the 26th. Okay, I missed that move. Of February. Gotcha. Okay, never mind. Sam Erson, ride it out. I exactly. <laughs> so with that, then we can kind of move on here to the rest of the league. Feels like kind of all the big fish have already been dealt and traded. There's been some trades that I didn't see coming out of left field. Um, but we're gonna go back here and kind of highlight all the deals that kind of happened the past month, or at least the ones that I deem worthy. Like, oh, let's talk about this deal. Right. Um, so we can start all the way at the beginning back on February 9th here, Hoagie. Um, the first splash made by the New York Rangers. They acquired Vladimir Tarasenko, defenseman Nico Mikola from the St. Louis Blues in forward in exchange for Sammy Blay, Hunter Skinner, and conditional draft picks. Real quick, Hoagie, my thoughts on this deal. You know, I addressed it on one of our previous podcasts here, but the New York Rangers are getting a hell of a goal scorer in Vladimir Tarasenko, friend of our Tammy Panarin's. They yep. played together over in Russia. Injuries have been a bit of, have been a bit of a concern, as is his play this year. But if they can get him fully healthy, he just makes that top six even more deadly in New York. Uh, Nico Mikula is a solid bottom four defenseman. He's not going to be a, a top four guy, but if, if you need him to fill in on your second pair as number four, he could. Ideally, he's a bottom pairing guy. Big, heavy, blue shirt hockey. Um, all in all, and the Blues kept Sammy Blay back, which is someone they know very well. It's a good deal, you know. And for St. Louis, they're you know rebuilding his last retooling to what they how they want to cut back in 2019, where they're big, yep. hard, and a pain in the ass to play against. So, yep. and they get a player off their books who they knew wasn't going to resign there because Tarasenko's relationship with the team has been struggling mightily for the past <laughs> couple seasons. Right. So, this is a good get for the Rangers. He's clearly a rental. See how they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I I like this for the Rangers, especially with Tarasenko, you know, kind of filling in on the second line with Kreider and uh, Zabanajad. I it's just 
he's a hell of a goal scorer, and Zabanajad and Kreider are great players to help him kind of find his game where it's been struggling all season. I think what it was his first or second game with them. He was he was already putting the puck in the net. First game. Yeah. So yeah, it was wild. I I like I like to get for him. I I just think he helps he helps shore up a not even a I can't even call it a struggling New York offense. It's just just bolsters them to another level. Um, St. Louis, like you said, they're they're struggling. They need to find find an identity again. And Sammy Blay that'll that'll help them out. I think. Tarasenko, that I, I like how they did it early instead of later, like mm-hmm. week of trade deadline helps them get situated with the team, learn the systems. I I love that in terms of of like playoff ready teams. The earlier you get a player, the better, because you're not just tossing them to the wolves and hoping they can they can catch on quickly. Mm-hmm. It, it it's not good for any playoff caliber team like. That's why I hated about the the you know the Giroud trade last year. Like it, he plays his last game in Philly, and then he's just two nights later he's playing with Florida and has to learn everything and and who he's playing with. Just it just help it just helps so much with the Rangers right now. Yep, and similar in that elk sticking with the St. Louis Blues, just about oh eight days later, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs called up the St. Louis Blues and acquired <sighs> Ryan O'Reilly and Noah Chari. This involved in a three-team deal or Saint Lu- with the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. The Blues acquired Mikhail Abram- Abramov, Aud- yeah. Adam Gaudet, a first-round pick in 2023 from Toronto, a third-round pick in 2023 that was Ottawa's, and a second-round pick in 2024 from Toronto, and then the Wild got a fourth-round pick in 2025 from Toronto. And I believe um, Minnesota is also retaining some of O'Reilly's salary. I think it was like twenty five percent or something. Yeah. So all in all, O'Reilly and Ochari traded to the Saint to, to the Maple Leafs from the Blues. Hoagie, your thoughts here on this deal? We were together when this happened. Yes, we were. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> good for Kyle Dubas. Good for the Maple Leafs. They're really making a statement saying. We want to get past the first round for once. And, you know, we, we, we've we said this multiple times. We've had the conversations. I've had the conversations with other people. Toronto sucks on defense. They've just built up the forwards and said they, – they've just dumped all the money to the forwards and say, let's let's go win a cup. Obviously, it hasn't worked. And, yes, I know Ryan O'Reilly is a forward, but he's a two-way forward and he – plays the game the right way. He's one of the best defensive forwards in in the game. In the game. He plays it the right way. He's he plays so well on both sides of the puck that it helps Toronto's defense in the long run because yeah, they might go down and score a bunch of goals, but Ryan O'Reilly is like, oh no, I'll I'll hang back a little bit and I'll help our defense and maybe they can go up and help score goals. I'll hang back. I'm good. And he's already scored a hat trick. Yeah. Against Buffalo, the team that Drafted him, right? No, no. Colorado no. drafted him. Then they right. traded him to Buffalo. To Buffalo, right? And then he never scored a hat trick with the Sabers. Correct. Yeah, and he scores one in Buffalo against the Sabers. Yeah, I, it's just a uh, good for Toronto. There's too many moving parts, but Kyle Dubas is on a tear. I mean, Kyle I Dubas hate- is making moves like literally. If I don't do well this year, it's it's my job. Because I believe he's ex- he's on the last year of his contract okay. as general manager of the Leafs. 
So he's making moves that say, you know what, I, I'm going to give it my damnedest, and this team better succeed. Um, and Noel Achari, he's in, again a fourth line center, yep. but great defensively, great on faceoffs, and he will punch the <laughs> shit out of anyone who he wants to. Right. But he's not just a beanbag. You know, he, he makes really good defensive plays, and he's a great guy in the locker room. So, all in all, it really helps Toronto down their middle because now you look at their center iceman. They've got John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Ryan O'Reilly, and Noel Achari. And their offense is so deep now where you're probably having O'Reilly or Tavares play on the same line and one of them be on the wing. Right. Which is banana lands. It's, it's, yeah, insane. So, moving <laughs> on here from that deal. Um, just a fun little trade that I like to kind of just it, it laughs at me. Arizona Coyotes again bringing in contracts of Hall of Fame players who will never play for the organization ever again. Yeah, uh, the Arizona Coyotes they acquired defenseman Shea Weber and a fifth round pick in the 2023 NHL draft from the Vegas Golden Knights. I forgot Shea Weber's deal was being paid by Vegas, completely forgot about that detail. Didn't um, no, <laughs> for uh, defenseman Dyson Mayo. So, attaboy, Shea Weber. You're going to play with Marion Hosa, Chris Pronger, and Pavel Datsuk now with the Arizona Coyotes. What a Hall of Fame line. <laughs> I think Pronger even tweeted about it. He's like, oh, welcome to the club, Weber. Yeah, I think I think one of the you know hockey news outlets tweeted a, a graphic of like all four or five of them. And Pronger was like, oh, let's, let's get the band together. <laughs> so, moving here on from that deal, a deal that just happened last weekend or last week on the 23rd of February, the Boston Bruins, arguably the best team in the entire NHL right now, got even stronger. Now, they acquired defenseman Dmitry Orlov and forward Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals in a three-team tr- three trade that also included the Minnesota Wild. The Bruins um, also acquired forward prospect Andre Svetakov from the Wild. And then the Capitals got uh, forward Craig Smith, a first-round pick in 2023, a third-round pick in 2024, and a second-round pick in the 2025 draft. And the Wild got a fifth-round pick in 2023 from the Bruins. But all in all, the big pieces in the deal was Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway going from Washington to Boston. Yep. This this already is like, all right, Boston, you're, you're clearly trying to get back to the top <laughs> final and actually win the damn thing. Yep. Um, they're already a scary, scary team. Um, while they are getting older, uh, Orlov and Hathaway still aren't that quite, you know, they aren't that old just yet. Um, but Orlov always slots in. He's ideally a second pairing defenseman, but yeah. if you want him to, he could play. He'd be a great partner with, uh, what shit? I'm blanking on his name. Charlie McAvoy. There we go. He'd be a great yeah. partner for Charlie McAvoy and Garnet Hathaway. He's pissed in vinegar. He's a full-on fourth liner who is just a piece of shit to play against. (laughs) And what do we think of the Boston Bruins? They're a piece of shit to play against, and they have been for years. That's always been their M.O. Uh, So, Hoagie, what are your thoughts here on this deal? Yeah, I mean, the Bruins are four years removed from a Stanley Cup final appearance. I love this trade for them. It helps bolster up the defense. They're They're just not going to tear. I I, I know, you're probably hearing all about it too up in Boston. Oh, I men's league has been miserable. Hearing about it. I can't wait for summer to start because it's just going to be playoff hockey. 
and some dude, some asshole is gonna be on the bench with the freaking game on while we're playing. And I'm like, bro, we're we're playing a game. Turn off the freaking game. <laughs> like, that, good for the Bruins. I I I am thoroughly impressed by by the season they're having. Linus Ullmark scoring scoring goals. They want to win it all, and they have expiring contracts that they want to give Stanley Cups to. Bergeron's probably retiring. It's probably his last season. They want to give him a cup again. Same with Krejci. David Krejci. Right. Like they, they have these guys that, that are playing their balls off every night and they deserve another cup. So I like it. They're, they're, they're definitely proving that they want to go all the way again. So, yeah, I mean, Allmark's probably winning the Vezina this year. He's been right. that good. Lights out. And Swayman alongside him as his backup is playing very well as well. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would love to have a goaltender tandem like Yulmark and Swayman. Oh, the goalie hugs are the best. They got, they kicked the crap out of the flyers the week of my birthday. I was there in Boston and I literally waited to leave just so I could watch the goalie. (laughs) I'm like, I I looked at the wife and I was like, you got to watch this. And then she's like, why? I was like, just watch it. It's it's iconic. (laughs) She's like, that's cute. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else is going on? This deal I will mention just for the importance of what a deal that happened just yesterday. But the Vancouver Canucks acquired forward Vatili Kravstov from the New York Rangers back on the 25th of February. Um, in exchange for forward William Lockwood in a seventh round pick in the 2026 draft. Everyone knows by now why this deal happened. Mm-hmm. Kratzov, kind of a draft bust as of now, but also the Rangers needed to clear a contract and clear cap space for the player who they just acquired yesterday. We will get there. Don't you worry. Just wanted to mention that. All in all, Kratzov going to Vancouver. It's kind of a reclamation project now at this point. Who knows if yep. it's going to pan out in anything. I could easily just see him running him, run, him running back home to Russia in the KHL. Right. But if he sticks with Vancouver, it could be interesting. <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> so let's see here a couple good traits here also on the 25th uh the winnipeg jets got nino niederreiter from the nashville predators in exchange for a second round pick in 2024 nashville clearly is selling they're <laughs> they're they could make the playoffs but they also could not they're actually they're not playing on making the playoffs right um it's a good pickup by winnipeg Nieder, you know niederreiter is a 20 goal scorer but he's also very good two-way defensively He's gonna fit right in with the Jets. Yep, absolutely. He's a he, he's a great veteran, man. He's been around for a while. And I just, just love I love his name. <laughs> he's just and he's he's got a great name, and he's just good for 20 goals every year. Like you know yeah. what you're gonna get from Nino Niederreier. Like he he's, just does his thing. He's, he's a stand up player. He's not gonna be an elite level goal scorer, but you know, he he'll get you 40 points. Yep. And he, he's good on the power play, and he's good in his own zone. He's good two-way, and that's all you can really ask for. Yep. In kind of a deal where um, it involves a change of scenery for two players, on the 26th of February, the Dallas Stars acquired forward Evgeny Dadanov from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for forward Denis Garyanov. This deal, Matt, just like I said, it's a, it's a, a an exchange, a trade of sceneries. Dodonov not really doing that well with Montreal. No player really is doing that well with Montreal this year. Um, they're all hurt. <laughs> they're all hurt, and just the team's not very good. Right. Um, 
he goes to Dallas, who needs help scoring goals, he'll do that for you. Garyanov, a high draft pick by Dallas. He kind of went on a tear there in a run when the when the Stars went to the Cup final in the year the bubble against the Toronto uh, against the Toronto Jesus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, <laughs> Toronto wishes they were there. Right. Um, you know he, he had a, he was flashing the pan, great in the playoffs for that run for the Dallas Stars on the way the Cup final against Tampa Bay, but then really just hasn't shown anything since. So Montreal's hoping they're getting a, a kind of a younger player who they're hoping yeah. with their young talent something can come about. Right. I, I missed that trade to be honest. The when it happened, there's just there's just been so many trades that my head hurts right now. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. I, I can't. It, one happens and then like five minutes later, another big one happens. I'm like, what the heck? <coughs> I, I apologize for all the coughing. I'm battling allergies. That's okay. Weather changes here are messing me up big time. I hear you. A couple and just another couple small deals here before we get to a big one. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights got forward Ivan Barbershed from the Blues. You know, that's what Vegas is doing, what they do. They put more players on LTIR. They bring in more high-end talent. Right. Fence and repeat. Um, and then Jack Johnson going back to Colorado <laughs> uh, by the Blackhawks. And um, the Blackhawks got Andreas England from the – from the avalanche. So Jack Johnson goes back to the team where he won a Stanley Cup with last year. And, uh, you know, Colorado gets an okay bottom pairing defense in just what Jack Johnson is right now. And both of them are UFAs at the end of the year. So if they both go their separate ways, cool. It is what it is. (laughs) Jack Johnson is not, he was a big name 10 years ago. Right now. now. I mean, if if you ask Jason Coley, the dude's garbage. Oh, I know. He honestly is. He's not very good, but in a pinch, <laughs> he does well. And Colorado's yep. familiar with him, so I yep. get why they made the deal. All right, now we move here to one of the big ones. A couple big deals that happened the same day, but on the 26th as well, the New Jersey Devils. Those damned Devils. Uh, they acquired forwards Timo Meyer and Timur Ibragimov. Defenseman Scott Harrington and Satiri Hataka and goalie Zachary Edmond, a fifth-round pick in the 24 NHL draft from the San Jose Sharks for forwards Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen, defenseman Shakir Mukadulin, Nikita, <laughs> I'm not even going to pronounce, O-K-H-O-T-I-U-K. Okay, took. I'm just going to call him Okay, took because I can't even begin <laughs> to pronounce that name. Um, Okatuck. A Okatuck. That no, that could work. Um, a conditional first round pick in 2023, a conditional second round pick in 2024, and a seventh round pick in 2024. Hoagie, what are your thoughts here on the Devils acquiring one of the biggest fish um, at this year's t- trade on a trade deadline? Good for them. They're finally gearing up for a playoff the first playoff appearance and i forget how long it's almost a, a decade almost i have a buddy that i play hockey with up here that's a freaking devil's fan i that's all i've been hearing timo time timo time oh, shut up i don't care <laughs> like, good for them it, it helps them out it gives them a veteran that he's a bonafide goal scorer dude and he's good at doing that like yeah, he, he get he gets you 30 30 30 35 goals right that's what he yeah. does and 
he's seen playoff time. He knows he knows what it takes to 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 play through those battling battling series. Jersey's young. I don't think they're gonna do much in the playoffs, but I think they're just trying to shore up and, and just bring a veteran presence into the locker room to help these young guys, you know, gear through <laughs> what's the come. Meyer's not that old. He's still an RFA after this season, but right. his qualifying offer is $10 million. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And the, Good luck he, to the Devils. <laughs> he apparently turned – the Devils wanted to offer him a deal when they traded for him, and he turned him down. Mm-hmm. So my man's is looking to get paid this offseason. Yeah, don't know if it's going to happen with the Devils, but it's a good pickup for them in their in their playoff run because he slots in very nicely with their top six. Oh, absolutely! Like that that pains me to say it. That's a good hockey team. Yeah, it it is. They're falling off a little bit, but they're they're still competing. The, the their biggest weakness right now, I would say, is their goaltending. Yeah, I'm not really sure how confident I am in Mackenzie Blackwood, who can't stay healthy, and then uh, Vitek Vanacek. I'm not really sure about that combination in that. Yeah, so. yeah, it's interesting. They'll figure it out. In another deal that happened that just that same evening, involving the National Predators again and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Lightning acquired forward Tanner Janot from the Predators in exchange for defenseman Cal Foote, son of Cal Foote, um, a conditional first-round pick in 2025, a second-round pick in 2024, a third, a third, fourth and fifth round pick in this year's draft. Tanner Juno <laughs> is a hell of a player, yep. but he's ideally on a good team. He's a third, fourth liner. Yep. He is, was an un, unsigned rookie last year who had 20 goals because he was shooting crazy, crazy good. A <laughs> little bit of coming back down to earth here. If you ask me, I feel like Tampa Bay gave up way too much for him. I think you could have just gotten him based off those picks alone. Right. But a conditional first and Cal Foot. I mean, I think this is a this is a good get for Nashville because Cal Foot really has he's been buried in Tampa Bay. And everybody has. <laughs> he could be he's still young. He's got the pedigree. He was a winner in the WHL. He, we know who his dad is. Yep. Um this is a really good deal for Nashville. They got a lot of draft capital, and they got potentially another up-and-coming young defenseman, which is something Nashville always develops well, is defensemen. It's what they do. Yep. Your thoughts on the deal, folks? Like we said earlier, Tampa Lake's going after those third-line, fourth-line guys, and that's that's Janot. They're, they're pissed off that they lost last year to Colorado, and they, they're – they don't really have to do much to get back there. They had they have the same team to an extent, and they're just shoring up the bottom six, and they're ready to go again. They're waiting for the playoffs. Yep. So then, of course, I mean, we have to. We've already mentioned this deal, but of course, the National Predators yet again <laughs> stealing Isaac Radcliffe from the Philadelphia Flyers for future considerations. Adam yep. Boy, Chuck Fletcher. All right, we can move on from that deal already. Uh, <laughs> uh, February 27th, again, t- Toronto Maple Leafs being active, yep. getting defenseman Jake McCabe forward Sam Lafferty, a conditional fifth-round pick in 24, a conditional fifth-round pick in 25 from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forwards Joey Anderson, Pavel Gugulev, 
a conditional first-round pick in 2025 and a second-round pick in 2026. But all again, the Toronto Maple Leafs boosting their defense, bringing in Jake McCabe and a hell of a fourth-line two-way forward in Sam Lafferty. Yeah. We've touched on the Maple Leafs. They're, they're, they're going for it. They want and, it. <laughs> and that's why I love this deal getting Jake McCabe. I remember watching Jake McCabe when he was playing for the Royal Junior for the USA, and he was a hell of a player, and he was originally a Buffalo draft pick. Never panned out for Buffalo, um, but he is an asshole to play hockey against. He hits right. everything that moves. So, again, this plays well in what the Leafs are doing here because they made another deal just this afternoon. Right. Um, forward here. Kind of a, an interesting deal, a change of scenery. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes getting forward to Jesse Pugliarvi from the Edmonton Oilers um, for the rights to an unsigned draft player and Patrick uh, Pusitola, who I believe was Edmonton's first-round pick last year, two years ago. This is huge for Jesse Pugliarvi because he's going to Carolina where he's going to get top six minutes yep. and there's no pressure on him. None yeah. whatsoever. And he's good buddies with Sebastian Ajo, who could be his centerman. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I like it for the Hurricanes. They're they're getting a known player, but he'll be able to just slot in and and just play his game. I think I think they're starting to call the Hurricanes like the Finnish Hurricanes, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they've got a lot of between uh, Pulley now, Ajo, Teravainen. Yeah. Um, they're going. Anti Ranta and um, <laughs> who's the player they stole from? They, they offer sheeted from the Habs. Oh, uh, Koken, Koken, Yemi. Yeah, six spins. <laughs> they could, they literally, they in theory, if they had players playing out of position, could ice a line of defensemen, a, a, a full offensive line, a pair of defensemen, and a goalie off of Finland. Yeah, it's insane. <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me. Um, again, Toronto, kind of a minor deal. Training prospect Rasmus Sandin. They get a former Flyer legend Eric Gustafson. Not the old Eric Gustafson, the newer Eric Gustafson, who was garbage here, but has since <laughs> left Philadelphia and went back to doing what he always did before he yeah. came here. That's how um, it always happens. That's a minor pickup for Toronto because he's more so an offensive defenseman. Yep, 70. But again, yesterday, the Toronto Maple Leafs getting Luke Shen to the Vancouver Canucks. Luke Shen going back to where he started. Probably when he left there, they hated him. Yep. Now turn off fans are like, yes, we love you, Luke Shen. Welcome back. Yeah. And then kind of we're in some bigger deals now here. Obviously, we're getting close to the one that everyone's been waiting for us to talk about. Yep. Uh, the Evident Oilers. Making a deal with National Predators, getting Matias at home for a six round pick in 24 in exchange for Tyson Berry, for Reed Schaefer, a first round pick in 2023, and a fourth round pick in next year's draft 2024. Hoagie, your thoughts on this deal for the Oilers? Wild, wild trade for the Oilers. I like Ekholm. I think he'll help bolster up their defense for, for Edmonton, which is kind of like a Toronto. They're all, they're, they're, they're forward oh, okay. heavy. Yeah, forward heavy. I like Tyson Berry for them too. He was 
he was producing points. I, I was kind of kind of surprised it, that they let him go. They've but. got Evan Bouchard, and I think that's why. Because right. Evan Bouchard is like a Tyson Berry. And now you can get you can get Bouchard up in your pairings a little bit more, or yep. you'll get more ice time. Yeah, and Ekholm is just a you know, he's a veteran presence, helps shore it up. Steady any good two way defenseman. Yeah, I wish he was the one that we got, but you know, the ghost oh, of Ryan, the ghost of Ryan Ellis haunts us. In hindsight yes. is twenty twenty. He will haunt us forever. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, before I mean, before we get to the big big fish, the big deal. Just some minor deals we can talk about today. Obviously, we mentioned already Ottawa Sanders. You know, they got Jacob Chikrin for a bunch of conditional draft picks from the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the LA Kings kind of did Jonathan Quick a bit dirty, uh, <laughs> trading him to Columbus. You know, they trade away literally their franchise goalie who won them two cups and was yeah. the winningest goaltender of all time. And I believe the winningest USA hockey goalie of all time. Um, but it's rumored that Columbus wants to flip him to a contender. So. Hold on, Jonathan, quick. You're not going to be a Blue Jacket for long. Yeah. Um, but with that, real quick, Hoagie, any thoughts on the quick deal to Columbus where the Blue the Kings did get uh, Corpusalo and defenseman uh, Gary Onoff back? And then also your thoughts on, obviously, um, Chikrin to the Senators. Chikrin to the Senators is awesome. I tweeted earlier. Senators made a splash in the offseason. Signing Giroux, getting to bring it. They just did a lot of the right things that was more – it wasn't even like a retool. It was a, just a revamp of this of this team. And they've proved that they're, they're a team not to fuck with. Uh, they're scoring goals. They're having fun. Giroux has been on a tear since I think New Year's. Like he's, he's he's played sixty games and he has sixty points. He's a point yeah. a game player this year. Yeah, he he's just he's on a tear. I miss him, but I think Ottawa is a team on the rise, and I think they're one they're they're a team to watch. Just just watch out. I think I, they're I, they're a dark horse. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year, but if they can shore up their goaltending, I I still don't have a whole lot of faith in Cam Talbot. Right. Um. But if they can shore up their goaltending next year, they could be a playoff team. Right. Um, another deal we mentioned too earlier was Shane Gossespierre going from Arizona to Carolina. I mean, I've always been a big Ghost fan. Yeah. I didn't want the team getting or the Flyers getting rid of him, but it was clear he needed out. Yeah. Because he's gone to Arizona and he's been Ghost of old, scoring yeah. points, kind of. <coughs> excuse me. Okay, defensively, but great on the power play, making great outlet passes. Yep. He fits the Hurricanes blue line fantastically. He's going to be great on the power play for them. He's going to be sheltered a little bit. He's going to do his job, and yep. the Canes are going to love him. Yep, I agree. But with that, now we can get to the big fish <laughs> of the evening to end the podcast on. Yes, sir. The worst kept trade secret for a month. <laughs> Everyone knew this deal was going to happen. It went back on February 9th when the New York Rangers traded for Tarasenko. I've never heard another player come out and say he was disappointed about not being traded to this team from his current team ever. Normally, it's all very big. Oh, yeah, it sucks. We'll see what happens. No. Patrick Kane said he was disappointed 
not being traded to the New York Rangers. Well, Patrick Kane, you finally got your wish. Right. The Rangers acquired forward Patrick Kane and defenseman Cooper Zek, former Lehigh Valley Phantom Cooper Zek, yep. from the Chicago Blackhawks in a three-team trade that also involved, you guessed it, the Arizona Coyotes. The Blackhawks received defenseman Andy Walensky, a conditional second-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft, a fourth-round pick in the 2025 NHL draft from the Rangers, and defenseman Billy Sarayarvi from the Coyotes. The Coyotes then acquired a third-round pick in 2025, retaining a portion of Kane's contract. So all in all, Patrick Kane, the year's biggest fish of the deadline, going showtime, headed to Broadway. You'll yep. be there tomorrow evening. Hoagie, your thoughts on this deal? Look out. Here come the Rangers. They are scary now. Their, their top line of Panarin and Kane again together, it's like the Blackhawks of old. With, I, is, with oh, Zibanejad in the middle? Is it Zibanejad or is it – um? Trocheck. Uh, I don't think it's Trocheck either. Hold on. Who sent it to us? Uh, yeah, Trocheck. Yeah, Trocheck. Uh, it's just scary. I I like it. Good for the Rangers. Thank God he's not playing the Flyers tonight because he would have potted a hat trick and so would have Zibanejad and so would everybody else. And we would have had to see the 2010 Stanley Cup winning goal um, a million I've times. Seen it. It's, I've already seen it too many times on Twitter yeah, today. I haven't seen it that many times, thank God, because I'm over it. And <laughs> my entire Flyers, my entire Twitter feed has just been, you know, shitting, yeah, shitting yeah. on the on a certain person in the Flyers organization, including myself. I've been having a little, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh. Um, but no, good for the Rangers. I I really hope that they have the pieces to to do another deep playoff run like they did last year, going to the conference finals. No, I definitely think they do. You know, picking up Kane. You know, he's reunited with Panarin. Yep. That top six is that top six is just lethal. Yep. Their defense is phenomenal. They've got one of the best goalies in the world. Like yeah. they are going yeah. all for but- it. And when Shesterkin is on, Shesterkin's on. There's oh, no unbeatable. Beat. Yeah, uh, I I even said like I said like I think last week at hockey, and I was like, uh, you know, Kane's going to New York. It's 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 a done deal. We're just it, you just gotta wait. And they're like, are you sure? They just got Tarasenko. I was like, oh, I forgot about Tarasenko. I was like, yeah, no, they'll still make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> here we are. Work. Yep. And now the big question is: is out of all these big fish that the Rangers acquired, you know, who do they keep? I don't think it's Tarasenko. I think he heads the market, but I would not be surprised if Kane stays. If Kane stays, because he's from New York, he's from Buffalo. We know right. he's not going to sign with. I mean, it, it would be a good feel good story, right? If he signed with the Sabers, especially because of how up and coming they are, and where they too could also they might make the playoffs this year. Yeah, they could be um, a, a shocker come the end of the deadline. But I think they are. They are a team that's up and coming. It would be a really good feel-good story if Kane went home back to Buffalo and played, finished his career for the Sabres, because he's still there if he's healthy. Right. Um, but, it, I mean, him in New York, look out Metro if he stays. That yep. is yep. the Rangers. All these teams, we thought the Flyers would be leaping in development because we were all drinking Hextall's Kool-Aid. 
Mm. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a shame. Mm. I know. Fun times being a Flyers fan. <laughs> really fun times. I question my sanity every day. <clears throat> oh, I know my wife does too. <laughs> we're all there. Um, but with that, that will wrap up this podcast this evening. Hoagie, yes, thanks sir. for hopping on as always. We're gonna Absolutely. The past couple of podcasts except for last week were pretty long, so I figured I told Hoagie, I'm like, listen, we'll be around an hour. We'll be good to go. Uh, at this point, now it's just a wait and see. Will Chuck Fletcher get up off of his ass and actually do something, or is he just going to keep on staring at that laptop of the meme we keep on seeing on Twitter? Just, just waiting for dial-up to start. Yep. Only time will tell. But with that, Hoags, why don't you take a second here? Please plug your podcasts and our great affiliates in the Pod Street Boys for us. Yeah, you can find me on the uh, the Bird app, as I say, at uh, Pod Street Hoags, and you can find our podcasts in uh all the uh, guys at pod street boys at pod st bullies we don't know why they chose that but they did so pod st bullies <laughs> all of us are on there uh we drop episodes weekly i'm not on there because you know i'm the odd man out when they decide to record on mondays <laughs> but i'll be back come the summer conspiracy that john is leading against you oh absolutely he hates my guts <laughs> But no, he's 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 good good buddy. <laughs> yeah, so like I say every week, I make sure to pump your guys' tires because like I told all of our listeners, if you're listening to my podcast, you should be listening to theirs. So thank you. <laughs> with that, Hoagie, thanks for coming on. Thanks for helping me out. Master and I should be back next week. And with that, everyone, enjoy your remaining week of hockey. If you're a Flyers fan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry at this point now because they're not fun to watch, but we'll see what happens. But with that, Chuck Fletcher, wake up, good night, and good hockey.